Welcome back into The Mental Game. I'm your host, Brandon Seho, for a very special solo edition of the podcast. And that's because I just hit 100 days sober. It is so cool for me because I never thought I could quit drinking. My therapist had told me for the last two or three years that I needed to cut back or quit drinking altogether. And... I just didn't listen because I didn't have the willpower. I didn't have the strength. I was addicted to that buzz. I loved getting fucked up and going out and burying all my problems, including my mental health and my depression, into alcohol. And it feels so good to be 100 days into sobriety. And that was my original goal was 100 days. I said... I don't know if I'm going to be sober forever. I might drink again one day, and that still might be the case. But I really just don't see the benefit in drinking. And that's just my personal story because I know there's a lot of you who can go out and have a couple drinks or get a little buzz and enjoy your night out at the football game or at the bar or at a family party. For me, I'm addicted to that buzz of, of being fucked up. And so this is, this is really cool for me. And the turning point was the final night that I got fucked up and was out until 4 or 5 in the morning and woke up and felt miserable and hung over. And I just said, I'm tired of this shit. Like, I can't keep living like this. I got dreams. I got goals. I want the mental game to be the biggest and most impactful and best mental health podcast out there and I have to put all my blood sweat and tears and time and effort and energy into my dream and so I I said right there like all right I'm done and I remember that day going out to watch some basketball with my buddies and and I just said I was super hungover I didn't want to um you know have any any beer at the bar but really in my head I'm like all right this is day one and I thought 100 days sounded like so long And now to look back at the last three plus months, after that first week or two, like it really went away, like that urge and want to drink. Don't get me wrong, like there's there's certain moments where, you know, I still go out and so when I meet my friends at the bar and I walk up and we're uh, they're ordering drinks and I'm ordering my lemonade, right at the start I'm like. All right, eh, kind of beer sounds good, maybe, but not really. Maybe if I'm at a at a sport event or I'm at a game or I'm playing golf or I'm boating things like that where it's you know I used to drink a lot but it's crazy that I made it to 100 days and I still don't know if I'm going to be sober forever but I know for the near future it's working for me and if you've ever thought about it please give it a try you're going to fail to start I did. I don't know. I didn't go to AA. I thought I could do it on my own, and I'm thankful that I have that willpower to finally cut the shit out. But I did fail a few times. You know, I tried to cut it out, uh, like just cut down a few times in my life. But I remember about four or five months ago, I tried to start this this sober 100 days, 
And I made it to like day four or five, and then I just finally was having a bad day and cracked a beer from the fridge and then sat on my couch and had two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I, you know, that's just me. That's my life. That's what I did with drinking. So it's, it feels incredible. And I mentioned the last time I got really, really drunk. And it's the last time I, I've, I've had alcohol was when I woke up and I said, fuck it, I can't do this anymore. And from what I've under understood, listening to other people's stories and interviewing these these athletes and musicians and celebrities or listening to them on other podcasts or interviews on TV, it, it feels like people that are creative, that are driven, that have dreams and goals and ambitions, a lot of them relate to to my story, and that helped me a lot. I remember the first one I heard was Jack Harlow, one of the biggest rappers in the world. His album came out, I think, last year or maybe two years ago. But a reporter asked him, hey, are you going to pop champagne, go to the club, you know, celebrate the album, go on number one? And Jack said he was going to go out, have a good time, but he's not going to drink. And she's like, why? Or like, and he goes, no, 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 Like, I don't have a problem. I just, I've worked my whole life to get to this moment. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess it up. Like, I want to be present. I want to work really hard for the next year and go achieve my dream. And when I heard that about six months ago, that really, really, like, was in the back of my head because instead of going out and, and being super drunk three, four, five nights out of the week, I'm sitting here busting my ass, emailing new guests, trying to get a hold of different NFL players or movie stars or, or singers. Like I'm I'm running this podcast all on my own and it's my dream and my baby and I want to make it the best. So I heard Jack say that, and that 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 hit home. But the biggest thing I heard from a celebrity that hit home for me talking about mental health, and it's a guy that I'm trying like hell to get on the podcast one day. We we've had some so, some emails go back and forth with with me and his team, and I think it'll happen one day. I really hope it does because he inspired me to really get sober. His name's Theo Vaughn. He is one of the funniest dudes on the planet. If you don't know Theo, he is a really, really, uh, I don't know how to say it the best way, weird humor comedian and just like, he's one of a kind. He has sentences that, that he says that you will never understand where they came from. He needs to be studied. He is a one, one, once in a lifetime person. I can't even describe what he's like but I started to do my research and I say research but just listening to you I binge watch YouTube videos or TikTok videos on my phone at night and I was looking up like people talking about going sober and what it meant for them and Theo was talking with the rapper Logic and Theo's been sober for a long time now and Logic asked him like why did you have to get sober and Theo 
said something along the lines of, and this is what hit me as my exact reason as to why I got sober was, Theo goes, I, I just didn't want to go out and, and, and get fucked up and risk missing this interview with you today or missing a show this weekend or missing something else that I want to go out and do to live out my dream. And when I heard that from Theo, it was like, holy fuck, this is exactly how I feel. And so that has been an, an amazing realization for me, and I can't thank all of you for supporting me, my, my mom, my dad, my family, my friends, and all of you that flood my comments and DMs and support the podcast. It means the world to me. You know, you look back at a year ago where I was at, and I, man, like, I, I was suicidal, and I was still drinking a lot, and, you know, thank God I checked myself in and had that willpower, but I didn't want to be here, and I knew I needed to make some big changes in my life. Number one was mental health and figuring out why I felt alone and didn't want to be on the earth anymore. And I'm so thankful for the mental health professionals, for my family, my friends, for supporting me and getting me the help and going through therapy and checking myself into the mental health hospital and getting to the other side of, of that really, really low, rock bottom, worst moment on my life. But I look back on my adult life. I mean, I think the longest... Or the last time I was sober for more than a week, I was 17 years old. I started drinking pretty much every weekend when I was 17, senior year of high school, went to college, and I mean, that would have been 2011, and now it's 2023. So 12, no, I'm so bad at math, 11, 23, 12 years. 12 plus years of being a heavy drinker. And in college it's fun. It's it's part of the culture. It's 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 getting to live that college life and experience everything and party and join a frat or go out to the bars or go to the games, tailgate, get super fucked up and enjoy life as a college student. I get it. But for me it was different. It was, it was when I was depressed, sad, because I didn't want to sit at home alone when I became a TV reporter living in a small town right out of college, having no friends, working a weird shift. And I didn't want to sit at home, so I went out and got drunk by myself. But that made me sad having dinner by myself. So then when I would stay home, I'd still be sad because I didn't have anyone to hang out with or talk to. But I look back at all the nights of going out because I'm a people person and walking home from downtown Cincinnati to my house in Covington, Kentucky, over the Roebling Bridge, and just super drunk, standing there thinking about jumping off. I probably did that, I don't know, 20 times. And uh, that probably sounds like a lot, but, you know, I was really battling depression and suicidal thoughts since I was 14, and from about... 21 until last year it came up almost every month maybe every two months of my life obviously when I checked myself in it was a lot worse it was every minute of every day for three months 
but alcohol played a big part in the depression and i i you know got sadder it didn't help when i was out i i didn't work out i slept in didn't take care of myself and i mean i got to give <laughs> sounds weird to say but i got to give alcohol some credit for you know giving me the balls to go up and meet some people or talk to some celebrities or talk to some athletes i mean I got to do some really cool things while I was drunk. But it was like earlier this year when I finally had this thing that, that can be my dream, which my dream as a kid was to host The Tonight Show. I, I feel like I'm doing that with the Mental Game podcast, but doing it with my passion of mental health. And after after the Bengals Thursday night game in prime time, there were a couple of celebrities in town and some of the Bengals players – and we all went out to a club until 2 when they closed and went to an after party till 3 or 4 at another club. And I probably, you know, I was probably 10, 12 beers in, probably 5 to 8 shots, and, like, super fucked up. Well, I had a recording to do for the podcast at... 9 a.m., I get home at like 6, I sleep for two hours, I'm so hungover, like, that was like that thing I was talking about with Theo, I thought about it then. But I still couldn't quit, didn't have the strength. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you're struggling with alcohol or ever thought about cutting back or cutting it out completely and going sober, like, give it a chance. Like, it has been life-changing for me. And I know that's a big word to say, but like, I was so dependent on alcohol, not just for the buzz, but it was time-consuming, whether it be going out four or five nights a week or spending so much money. I've saved so much going sober. I just feel better. I work out more. I get so much more work done, and I'm fucking motivated to work. Like I've said the F-bomb a lot on this one. I'm sorry. Um, but it's just... I'm so motivated. Like, I, I've never been this close to my dream before. You know, I I, I take that back. I got to accomplish my dream of being a sports reporter in my hometown in Cincinnati and be on TV. But this is like another level. And so I'm just, I'm telling you, if you have goals, you have ambitions, you want to make change, the only person that can do it is you. You can go talk to your mom, talk to your dad, talk to your brother, sister, family, friends, you can go to therapy. You can check yourself in to a mental health hospital and go through the courses that I did when, you, when you're feeling super low and you don't want to be here anymore. But if you want to make that change and to make yourself better and, and to find that true happiness inside you again, you have to do it. No one else can tell you to not go out and have 10 beers or rip five shots no one can tell you to to or they can tell you they can't make you not do coke or smoke weed or whatever your vice is or go to the casino or, or spend a bunch of money shopping like whatever is unhealthy in your life that you want to that you want to cut out people can help and they can try to support you and say the right things but it ultimately comes down to you. You have to make that choice. You have to make that change. 
And that's something that as a 29-year-old, I, I, I just am now starting to figure out. So I'm hoping to preach it to others and help you along your journey. Um, I'm recording this on day 100 sober. And there's been a lot of amazing things happening behind the scenes that 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 you're starting to see. The Mental Game Season 2 launched, and I had my first guest, Joe's, Joe Burrow's parents, Robin and Jimmy Burrow, and that was amazing. The past episode was Ryan Shazier, former Steelers star who was paralyzed after a hit, and now he can walk again. His story is incredible and inspiring. We talked a lot about mental health. And next week, I'm going to have a musician on that's got a couple songs that have gone platinum. He tours around the world, and it's going to be a really fun conversation about music and mental health. But I just have to say the the, the coolest thing for me all this my, through all this, my goal is to save lives with this podcast. But I'm starting to realize like we're growing a community of people that all feel the same way as I do about mental health and wanting to feel better themselves, help others feel better, and spread this feeling of hope and connection and being relatable. And that's been the coolest thing um, for me over these last few weeks. You know, I've been all over the country. I, I just drove... 10 hours in New York, shot a few episodes in New York City. Obviously not going to tell you who they are, but a former NBA champion, a TV star on a on a comedy right now. And then the big big one I can't wait to share with you is like bucket list for me. And it's probably my biggest guest yet and he is a news icon. And I'm sure all of you are, are going to obviously figure it out when I put out the episode here in like a month. But you can relate to, to my fandom over him and the work he does. And it's incredible work, the journalism. But it was really cool. So I can't wait to, to share all that with, with all of you. I've had some some meetings with with people in New York and LA and trying to figure out how to grow this thing and 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 do it the right way because this is my baby this is my dream this is my goal but I feel like this is your guys thing too I said your guys this is y'all's thing too I, I I've been overwhelmed with with the messages that I've got and I'm sorry I, I haven't been able to reply to all of them it's just impossible but I do want to read a couple to you, or I guess three to you, so you can understand kind of the messages that I'm getting and that I'm hearing you and that I'm loving the support and that I care, and this means the world to me. I got this message a couple days ago from a woman. Obviously, I'm not going to say people's names or personal info. I was contemplating no longer being here as I laid in my bed last night. I saw your reel and called a mental health facility this morning. I'm checking in at 4 p.m. Thank you for giving me the courage with a heart emoji. 
that's just like so crazy to me to get messages like that because I, her story is my story. That's where I was a year ago. I laid in bed and, and night after night didn't want to be here. Wrote a goodbye letter sober, took a bunch of pills and prayed to, to not wake up. And when I did, I, I knew I had to check myself in or else I wouldn't be here. But I'm so happy that, that people like her are hearing my story or hearing the guest on the podcast and feeling that connection and feeling that, that this is their story too. Um, it's really powerful. And so getting that message was something that, that really made my day. And I was able to reply before she checked in, like an hour before and say thank you for sending this message. It means a lot, and I'm praying for you, and I promise it gets better, and you just have to put in the work, and you will be happy again one day. Another message I got was from a mom about her son, and this one hit me because he's the same age as, as me when I had my first thoughts of suicide. Hi, Brandon. I don't know if you'll see this, but I wanted to send it in a message instead of a comment since it involves my son's story and not just mine. Blank, she didn't put his name, or she put his name and I blanked it out, is 14 and has been through it. He struggled deeply with depression and has felt so alone. I shared your recent video with him, and I truly think it's one of the first times he's let it sink in and said, it's not just me. Thank you for sharing your story and for doing so on such a public platform. For me, that hits home because I didn't have anything um, when I was 14 to look at. And I'm not like patting myself on the back. It could be anyone that, that, that does something that inspires a 14-year-old that's going through depression or suicidal thoughts. But we didn't talk about depression or anxiety or mental illness in grade school, high school, even college. And I graduated in 2015, which is just crazy to think about. But hearing a mother send me that message and talk about her son and I see myself in her son because he's 14. He's going through the same shit I did at that age. And to be able to hopefully help them and help him feel like he's not alone, that's my goal. And so that, that, that one really hit home for me. And all of them do. It's just... It's overwhelming at times, and it's good. I want this to grow, and I want people to feel connected to me and my story and, and the podcast and the guests we have, but it is it can be overwhelming. The last message I'm going to share, um, hey, Brandon, I just wanted to say thank you. I found your podcast at a perfect time. I've been dealing with depression for a while now and just recently started therapy. It's helping a bit. The first episode of your podcast I listened to was Never Give Up. I was ready to give up. Thank you for not being scared to share your story using your platform to help others. I truly appreciate it. Never give up is such a powerful thing. Never, ever, ever give up. I promise it gets better. And, and the biggest advice I can give to anyone struggling with mental health is do something. I say it all the time. Do something. Call your mom. Call your dad, call your brother, call your sister, call your anyone in your family, your friends. Go to therapy, or if you have to, check yourself in like I did. Do something. Because these feelings, the depression, the sadness, the anxiety, 
It's all temporary. Look at me. I'm a living example of this. And I'm not going to be happy forever. But I hope to God I'm never at rock bottom where I was at a year ago. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that supported me in this journey. You know, 100 Days Sober, it's a big deal to me. It's cool to see all the comments. I'm looking through Instagram right now. Um, man, I loved, like, if you seen that picture of me on Instagram, I have the the tally marks for Days Sober where I hit 100. That's, like, my favorite thing to do, and I'm still going to keep doing it. Like, getting out of bed and and, and checking or making another mark on my uh, on my notebook for how many days sober I've been. So tomorrow's going to be 101. And I can't wait. But looking at these these comments, it's cool to see other people talking about how they're on day 14 or day 78 or, you know, they just are rooting me on. And I'm rooting all of you on. And I'm cheering for you. And just so you know, like, even if I don't reply to every comment or message or email, I see them, I read every single one, and it motivates me to help you your family, your friends, and everyone we can possibly touch with this podcast so that we can break the stigma and, and and help people and save lives. So thank you. This has been really freaking cool. Um, there, look, I censored myself. I said the F word, but not with like the real F word. All right, it's getting late. This is a long solo episode, I feel like, but I got my message out. Um, Thank you, and try it. If you've ever thought about quitting, give it a shot. Like I said, you might fail one, two, three, four times, but eventually you'll get sick of the hangovers and feeling like shit and being depressed, and you'll do what I did and and be a 100 days before you know it. I hope I'm at a year or 10 years or however long I want to go soon. And it's really accepting, or it's really cool to see how accepting everyone is. A lot more people are sober than you think. Your friends and family will respect your decision. I walk into the same bars that I used to go to and spend $200 a night on beer and shots. And I might get, uh, you know, some food now. But I would walk in and all these bars would have a Coors Light waiting for me. Now it's a lemonade or a Powerade like I'm drinking right now. It's it's super cool to, to feel accepted going through all this and going sober. All right, that's it. Next up, episode three of season two. Like I said, it's a musician. His music is awesome. He had a huge hit on the radio that went multi-platinum. Uh, I guess that would have been two or three years ago. He tours the country. He was just in Cincinnati. That's where I got to interview him, hang out with him, go to his show, and get a talk about dreams, ups and downs, and living life and mental health. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll come out Tuesday. Um, and I've got a lot of other stuff cooking. Like I said, I've been to New York. I'm going back to New York. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to Nashville. Recording a few in Cincinnati. I'm reaching out to every single person I can. I've I, I've reached out to President Obama. I've reached out to Steve Carell. 
I've got all the way to their assistants or their managers or agents, and God knows, but I'm not afraid to ask anyone. And who knows, maybe a year from now, they'll come on once, once this grows into the biggest mental health podcast I want it to be. Thank you so much. Love y'all. Day 101 starts when you listen to this because it'll be tomorrow. I'm going to sip on my Powerade and enjoy my night. Love y'all. We'll catch you back here next time on The Mental Game. <laughs>